Welcome to Disruption Nation, a new podcast dedicated to helping you grow your business, expand your influence, and disrupt the space you're in. Now, without any further ado, coming to you live from the heart of the Galleria inside the Houston Real Producer Studio, it's Disruption Nation with your host, Taylor Wadehofer. What's up? Welcome back to another edition of Disruption Nation, your favorite YouTube channel. We drop every Thursday at 2 o'clock in, uh, in podcast, your favorite podcast, Spotify, Disruption Nation. Uh, look, look for us, check us out, and uh, we're excited to be back. Today, uh, we have Judge Linda Garcia. Thank you so much for, uh, for being on with me and with us today. Very excited to have you. Thank you, and, um, Yeah, absolutely. And, and you know, for those of you who don't know, Disruption Nation, it's a, it's a platform, it's a show, and a, and a podcast to uh, really just reach out and talk and show light to people that are disrupting their space in a positive way. And you know, since this one is campaigning right now, we're part of the same Rotary Club. And uh, you know, uh, this is a really good opportunity, so make sure that you get out on November 6th and, and vote. But just a quick intro on Linda, and then uh, we're gonna kind of get into uh, to the woman of the hour, because this is obviously about you. I'm excited to uh, you know, get you some extra exposure today. That's, that's the goal anyway, what we're doing. So. Um, so let's see here, from San Antonio. Yes, that's right. I grew up on Lackland Air Force Base. Yep. Military brat. Yeah. And uh, lived there for a long time, many years, until I came to Houston for a job and then ended up finishing up school at the University of Houston. Gotcha. That's awesome. Yeah. I was a Cougar too. I played ice hockey for the Cougars. Undergraduate and law, U of H. That's awesome. Right. Lawyer, 25 years this one in uh, in Harris County. So, and you know, that's obviously been running since 2016, right? Yeah. Campaigning, uh, 16 year old son Trent and uh, and her husband Tommy. Yeah, you know, and uh, everybody's right here, been in Houston for for a, for a long time. Yeah, so, well, cool. Well, let's. Uh, I, before I kind of get into your passion, is you know, is like why you're running and, and, and kind of your stance with 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 those things. Um, a little bit about you, just I guess on a personal note, you know, um, you know, mother judge you know campaigning for you know a few years now but you know kind of give us a little bit about just uh you background and what what linda is all about sure um in my spare time right yeah yeah uh, no kidding so because <laughs> there's so much of that right so like i said i grew up in san antonio and uh, then when i uh was putting myself through college it's you know it's difficult you run out of money you run out of energy and mm -hmm. so I ended up having to take a full-time job, and I worked as a secretary, which I loved, for a, a man you may know, Mr. Business World. Uh, his name was George Mitchell. George, George yeah, yes, yeah, he developed yeah. the Woodlands. Mm -hmm. and Got to meet him once. It was, yeah, never forget that. Ever. Yeah, he's a, I don't, we didn't talk about that, but I was George Mitchell's secretary for many years. Holy cow, that's, that's And learned a lot from him and just really appreciated him uh, and everything that he did. And so well, I worked during the day as his secretary, and then I went to college at night. Uh, and talk about long days. I think that was to prepare me for the campaign trail, maybe. Yeah, um, did. So I did finally finish college um, and then uh, went on, straight on to law school, graduated with honors, and got a job right out of law school with uh, Johnny Holmes at the district attorney's office here in Harris County. Okay. So most of my background, I've been a 25-year lawyer. Most of that time was spent as a prosecutor here in Harris County. I uh, also served nine years on the Board of Pardons and Paroles. I was first uh, appointed by Governor D George W. Bush and then reappointed by Rick Perry and the 
parole board, they make decisions, we made decisions, and they still do, uh, about who gets out of prison, who stays out of prison, what conditions to kind of keep the, the community safe. So that was kind of a quasi-judicial position. You're making decisions, and then I went back to the DA's office and when I decided that I wanted to fulfill my lifelong dream to become a judge because I have a lot of experience in courtrooms right. and after at some point you get to the point where you're like you've seen it done beautifully, you've seen it done not so well and you feel like you're ready to run your own courtroom. When did, when did that kind of happen like the passion is to you know the, the how like the why you why? decided that you wanted to do what you're doing currently? So what happened was um, I was back at the district attorney's office and loving it working hard and uh, they created a new misdemeanor criminal court and a mis uh, misdemeanor in Harris County we have 22 felony criminal courts and at the time 15 misdemeanor criminal courts and those are cases like driving while intoxicated and assault on a family member um, still very harassment still very serious offenses but not something that you go to prison for right. the highest punishment is one year in the Harris County Jail and the, they had a lot of cases a lot of volume so uh, the legislature approved to create a new court number 16 and so what do you, when you get a new court what do you need you need a new judge and so commissioners court um, at the time it was one of the last things that Commissioner L. Franco Lee did um, but he and uh, Commissioner Mormon, Commissioner Raddick, Commissioner Cagle and Ed Emmett unanimously appointed me to be the first judge of County Criminal Court number 16 and I served as a judge for a year and, and finally realized my, my pretty much lifelong dream to, to serve as on the bench. And not, in what year was that? That was in 2016. That was, that was 2016. Right. Gotcha. And so, but you're running to criminal court number six, right? That's correct. So okay. in November of 2016, I did lose the election, the general election. Um, and then one of my former colleagues announced that he was retiring and wouldn't be seeking re-election this term. So I threw my hat, as they say, in the ring. Yeah. And I'm running to take his place. Uh, on County Criminal Court number six. So I've actually been the same type of judge right. that I'm running for now. Okay, and then um, you were talking about something before with um, you know with Blaine about uh, you know a hundred thousand votes and and still you know didn't win that. Right. that talk a little bit about that because that was I thought that was interesting. Right. So early early voting is uh, today Thursday and Friday from seven to seven, which is not completely responsive to your question, but I'm getting there. Yeah. And then the actual election day is November sixth. And so this this election cycle, this time will be the last time in Texas that you can straight party vote. So if you say I'm I identify as a Democrat, I'm going to vote straight Democrat, or I identify as a Republican, I'm going to vote straight Republican. And um, I uh, am the Republican nominee for County Court Six, and was the Republican nominee in 2016. So what happened in 2016 is uh, there were a lot of new voters that year, mm -hmm. and there and so there were a lot more straight party Democrat votes. Um, than there were Republican. And so what happened is people people come in and they vote for the top of the ticket a lot of times. Right. And then they don't really get a chance to know all the judges. And we were talking about this earlier, how hard it is because there's 70, yeah, I, I think mean, 77 of us. 77, I mean, that's a lot 77 of judicial races, right. And, so, and out of the 77, how many are criminal? How many are uh, felony? There's, oh, I would say probably at least 2025 are criminal. Okay. A lot of us. Gotcha. And uh, there's 15 misdemeanor criminal alone. So there's got to be more than that. I got to do my math better. Just misdemeanor criminal, just the type of bench that I um, am running for, there right. are 15 of us 
that are 15 judicial races in that category Jeez. alone this time. So it's hard. You know, it's like you feel sorry for the average voter. You know, it's really hard to get out and know every single person. And and so what happened was there were 78,000 more straight party Democrat votes in 2016. And I ended up only losing by a little over 20,000, 20 something thousand votes. So I made up a lot of that a lot of that difference right but when you start out when you start your race seventy-eight thousand back you know it's oh yeah it's a little it's, harder yeah it's so so, cover. right so i'm pr i mean i'm proud of my campaign i'm proud of how hard we work that's not new for me but um but there was just no way to overcome that huge deficit so right now is uh, as a voter okay you know so um so we were talking to who like what, what would be your secret weapon you know like why vote for linda garcia you know why 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 you why me okay so to, <laughs> I, I would just say that sometimes when you're when you're asking for somebody's vote, it's like you're running for for a job interview. You're mm -hmm. asking for you're at a job interview, but instead of ask, giving me the offer for a job, I want your vote at the ballot box, right? Right. And so one of the things that you look at is can they do this job? And so the answer for me, the answer about me for that is yes, I've done this job and I did it well. I got very high marks from um, both sides of both parties, both political parties, from prosecutors, from defense attorneys, um, because what you're looking for, this is my secret weapon in how I run a courtroom, and the secret is there's really no secret. It's old-fashioned hard work. Right. And as somebody yep. who you know grew up in a military family, uh, raised by a drill sergeant, uh, <laughs> raised by um, a mother with an amazing work ethic, uh, hard work is nothing surprising. So what did you? Right. What did I do when I was a judge to have a great courtroom? Is I showed up every day. I showed up at or I showed up at 7:30 every morning. I called docket promptly at 8:30. Um, I sat on the bench the entire time until either the, we had completed trial for the day or all of the cases were taken care of. I read what people filed. I listened to what people said. I treated people with respect and dignity, and we got the job done. Uh, the secret weapon for campaigning is well. One thing is have a, a hardworking, loving, and supportive family and a great group of friends to help because nobody can do this by yourself. Oh, no, absolutely it, not. It's just yeah. too big. And then, um, and just, and really, you have to really want it. You know, just like everything else in life, you, it has to be important to you because it's just too hard of work to try to meet. There's a, it's a big county, <laughs> and it's just, <laughs> yeah, you know, it's a big county. There's county's a, not, 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 not tiny. Right, and there's a lot of registered voters, and I want, I'd love to talk and shake hands and meet every single person, but there's just no way. So you just have to wake up every morning and say, what am I doing today? You know, wh where, who am I going to meet today? Who am right. I going to talk about today? Because what you want is you want people to know that you need judges that know the law, that are experienced in what they're doing, which I am, mm -hmm. and that will follow that law, and that don't come in with some kind of special, um, you know, I want to be a judge because I want to change this or change that, because that's for lawmakers to do. You know, we also have on the ballot this time many people that are that will go to Austin and pass laws for us, and go okay. to Washington and pass laws for us, and that's awesome, and they should. You should you should elect people that represent your values and your. Um, and your feelings about certain political issues. But as far as judges go, you don't want people to legislate from the bench because what's gonna happen is, so say you have, I'm a Republican today and I legislate from the bench, that's not what that's not what the separation of powers is about. I don't wanna get into a civics lesson, although that might be interesting for another show. <laughs> right. But, um, but then, if you, then the next time if you have a Democrat or so, even another political party, then the, the bench turns, 
changes from what it's supposed to be. Yeah. It's not supposed to be where you put forth specific agendas. It's supposed to be where you know the law, follow the sure. law, and give a fair playing field like for people yep. to have their disputes settled. Because whether it's civil, contract, criminal, family, you come to a court because there's disagreement between the parties, right? Do you see a lot of that? Um, you know, people legislating from the bench uh, in like with the people that you're running against? I see a lot of that on this campaign trail of people promising to do that. You know, whether they'll do it or not, you know, we'll see. But yes, I see a lot of people saying, elect me because I, you know, this is my agenda and this is what I want to put forward. And it's a little scary because that could be, because that's a negative thing no matter which direction you do it. No matter, you know, because judges are supposed to be the umpires. They're supposed to right. call the balls and the strikes. Yeah. They're supposed to give you a level playing field. Uh, say you have a dispute in your business so that the jury can hear everything that's going on and make a decision based on following the law and the f and the fair play that happened in your courtroom. And I think that's why I got such high marks before, no matter what the person's personal background was, is because if you sat in my courtroom for a year, Taylor, and somebody said, well, what political party is she? You couldn't have told. And you shouldn't be able to, even more importantly than that, yeah. you should never be able to tell. Right. And is her background criminal defense or prosecutorial? You couldn't have told. And you shouldn't be able to tell. Yeah. And all the best judges, you could never tell. I think that's, that's a really great mark, really get, great trait. And um, and then, you know, just to back up a little bit of what you were uh, talking about a second ago, you know, just to, you know, getting the word out, your secret weapon and, you know, how to obviously, you know, being here, big, uh, you know, shout out to, uh, you know, the president of downtown Ritter of Houston club, you know, we're all, all charter members and, uh, and they were having lunch, Linda and Rick on, uh, on, on Saturday and, uh, and reached out and saw, thought that this would be a good, so, you know, back to utilizing the people that you know you're right you know it's not something that you can do like most things that are difficult in this life to do by yourself and so uh, we're happy obviously to have you um, on here now if um, what advice would you give to somebody that uh, maybe wants to you know follow in your footsteps and, and maybe do this at some point in the future as far as like lay the groundwork on like the step-by-step -step of you know the, the road they would need to follow so if the if the end game is to be a judge so let's say you want to be a criminal court judge like I was and hopefully will be um, then my advice is always to be the best criminal lawyer in in town be the expert people go to you know we, we're, we've all been there where our friends call us and say hey man I need a lawyer or hey do you know a good realtor or do you know a good dentist you yeah, know sure you want to be that name that people yeah. that people think of and how do you do that well first of all you have to get your education so you have to work hard so stay in school kids yeah do we have any children oh yeah okay. absolutely do I yeah. no, no, right. no no do the oh, yeah. do we have any viewers that are probably okay. yeah maybe a few so yeah, yeah I'm trying to be funny but but um, get your education get, and do well at it. You know, it matters. And then find that job and then just work it. Work that job. I mean, when I was a prosecutor, I loved what I did. You know, because you get to, you, you take an oath to see that justice is done. So if you don't think somebody's guilty, then you don't have to prosecute them. You know, you, you, there's, you have the power to do that and make those decisions. Not an easy job. Oh, yeah. You know, not always, easy, not always easy calls. But, um, but love what you do. Work hard at it. Excel at it. I mean, that sounds easy. 
I mean, I'm saying it like it's easy. I realize it's not. Um, and then and then get known for it. You know, whether that's giving, I always like to go out and give presentations and speak to classrooms and, you know, I don't take pass up an opportunity when Rick suggested I come and chat with you. Um, absolutely, I want to talk about my uh, experience and being a judge and things like that. Um, and so that would be my that would be my advice to, to them. And then the other thing I would say is get involved in your community. You know, I love I love our downtown Rotary Club. Yeah, I know. And, you know, it's it's just a fantastic club. They, there's so much energy there, and there's people from all different professions, and we come together, and there's service and there's uh, fellowship and just um, we, I le we, learned, we had a constitution day the other day I learned things you know yeah that's um, an incredible panel and it was a credible panel and, uh, and I'm 25 year lawyer learning things about the constitution because it's because of that doesn't that doesn't mean I didn't know about the Constitution. That just shows how great that panel was, yeah. and uh, and so that was really awesome. And so I would say get involved. You know, whether it's in your homeowners association or your children's PTO or whatever it is, mm -hmm. meet people, know people, and then get back to your community. You know, you don't. I, you know, I haven't been home for. 50 something, 50 years, um, and then just said, hey, I think I'll be a judge, and then come out and, and say, vote for me. You know, my husband, Tom Butler, he's been in Rotary for years. We're very active in our church. Um, be that active person in your community so you have that support system when you decide, hey, I think I'd like to run for office, then you have people you can call and say, hey, you think you could work a poll for me, or do you think you could have a meet and greet at your house for me? Because it does involve asking people for favors and for help and volunteers, and so it's never too soon. And the, and the flip side of that is, let's say you never decide to run for office. Right. Let's say you never, that you, that you give back to your community in any other ways. It's still a win, right? Oh, yeah. You still helped those charities, you still met those people, you still had that great luncheon and learned at that panel, so there's no downside to it. Yeah, no, that, that's great, and uh, well, I mean, I think you're an inspiration to many, and, uh, and obviously we encourage all voters to go out and vote November 6th um, for you know someone, right? Right. And hopefully, uh, hopefully you'll support uh, Linda. But uh, thank you so much. I mean, I really appreciate you taking the time to, to be on with me today. You know, thank to kind of share some light on what's going on and encourage people to get to the polls because that's uh, super important. And uh, and then just shedding light, obviously, on, on on your background, where you're from, steps to kind of get and follow the path. Yeah, you know, for people that might want to do that. And then just uh, the differences with uh, with the criminal court system and, and what's going on in Harris County right now. So I've uh, I've enjoyed our chat. So thank you again thank so much. You, I know you're super busy. So taking the time out today means a lot. Um, Let it tell people how uh, how they can get a hold of you. If you want to get a hold of me, I do have a website. It's judgelindagarcia.com. I also have a Facebook page, Linda Garcia for Judge, and you can private message me there. Um, also, if you there's early voting every day today until 7 p.m. And if you're not sure, you can vote anywhere in Harris County. Um, just go to harrisvotes.com, harrisvotes.com, and you can find out all the different early voting locations. And then uh, on election day, you also can you'll, you can only vote at your own poll, but you can also go online to find that out. So hope to hear from you guys. Awesome. Good deal. Well, guys, we're going to wrap it up. Another edition of Disruption Nation. Thank you so much for tuning in. And uh, again, big thank you to uh, Judge Linda Garcia. We appreciate you very much. Uh, YouTube, Thursday, 2 o'clock. Spotify, favorite podcast app. We'll see you very soon. Uh, see you next time. Thanks so much. Thanks, Taylor.
Thanks for listening to this week's episode of Disruption Nation. Don't forget we drop new episodes every Thursday on YouTube, the Apple Podcast Store, Stitcher, CastBox, and of course Spotify. If you like what we're doing and want to help, please like, follow, and friend us on all your favorite social media platforms under the handle Houston Real Producers.